thinking. What's in progress? Recording. Is it? Oh dear. Well, (laughs) here's where to get started. Uh, Hello everyone, I'm Tony from Two Copper Pieces. Hello, hello, I'm Elliot, also known as Elephant Bear, also known as Ichabod... Ichabod Summers. I've just thought, what, what a silly, childish, petulant name that is. No, now it's Ichabod Neville. <laughs> um, also known as, uh, oh no, that's it, but for a, famous for one, one-on-one RPG, which is what this is. Certainly is. Uh, and um, we're going to get straight into some small talk. because Excellent. Because it's what our listeners demand. We are their best friends. and They, have they to- pick it outside our house. Demanding to know more about us, like where do we live? Yeah, shouting, come out, Neville, stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we had another question from one of our loyal listeners. Oh my! It comes from uh, Tony from Two Copper Pieces. <laughs> he listens every week. <laughs> Can't wait for the next one. He better do. And he asks, "How is it working? Uh, how is it?" Um, keeping your player emotions and feelings about the game separate from your character emotions and feelings about what's happening. And do those lines ever blur for you? This question is for Elliot, he says. My goodness, what a, what a handsome and articulated question that is. Pass my best to this, this Tunai, was it? Tony? Mm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, it's, it's difficult. I am... Um, often like to think of myself that I have all these different plans and ideas for my characters, but in the heat of the moment, I, I do often react the way that I would react, which hopefully makes for enjoyable uh, audio. I think being reactive definitely helps. Yeah. There's about- certain things that you do and you're like, mm, I don't want to do that, but <laughs> it's, I, I go and I don't want to dust off an old, an old chestnut here, but it's what my character would do. And I use it in a, in a good sense rather than the very negative sense that it's been uh, equated to online. Hopefully. Mm. Uh, the reason uh, he asks, he says here in his letter that I'm reading, I received it in the post. This a letter? Wow. Mm. Yes, it had, a, it had a seal on it with a, a, a winged creature as the seal. Um, <laughs> Some kind of building in the background in an <laughs> in a oval or mm. rectangle shape. Yeah, you, you've described it really well, actually. You really bring it to life for everyone who's listening. Uh, the reason he asks, he says, is because um, there's just a couple of moments where I think you seem to be enjoying something, but Ichabod doesn't, especially stuff with Vlad. So how does that, how does that feel? <laughs> are you getting um, are you yourself feeling some of Ichabod's feelings in actuality? Or are you take? You- oh, my goodness. I, um, I certainly um, am uh, annoyed with Vlad. Uh, it's trying to steal my limelight, but uh, I, <laughs> Ichabod likes Vlad, but he also doesn't want Ichabod, uh, Vlad to steal his limelight. So <laughs> it's a very contentious relationship, working relationship those two have with each other. Well, I'd like to see how it plays off in future, ses- future sessions. Ah, nice. So even though um, you kind of see it from the outside, you also don't accept that Vlad is just trundling along and not actually doing anything. <laughs> 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 I, I assume he's got evil machinations put there by the DM. Oh, he might, but the DM doesn't. Um, I don't think the DM has any uh, horse in this race. So. <laughs> no, I think Vlad's just a very nice guy who had his umbrella stolen and now has had a string of very bad luck. He has. He's had some good luck along the way as well. I don't but know how bad his wife was. 
I think, yeah, that's true. But I think now it's, you know, destiny's calling him now. Mm. He didn't choose to come here, but, you know, it chose him. He's not the hero they wanted, but he's the hero they needed right now. Yeah, the story's really writing itself for Vlad. Uh, <laughs> some, <laughs> some of our listeners' favourite characters, I, I, I suppose. All mm. uh, right, anyway, that's, that's enough of that. Um, I'm not even sure if that was small talk. It was table talk for definite. Yeah, let's, let's quick do some small talk. Uh, what's your favourite drink? Oh, I'm really loving water at the moment. I love, I like yellow. That's not a drink. Well, I like yellow drinks. Oh, anyway, okay. let's, get on with the, let's get on with the episode. So can you recap the episode, all of the main beats, in the amount of time it takes me to count the bottle of wines, the bottles of wine, I should say, the bottle of wines, I've been in them already, <laughs> the bottles of wine in my parents' basement. I'll tell you how many there were once you're done. Okay. When I'm finished. Go. So after a vicious and grueling encounter with Madame Ava, of which Ichabod returned victorious with the book of strad book of strad uh the book sorry the book of the devil whose name shall not be mentioned i'll get i'll get it right one day tony we uh, recounted what was in the book uh turns out he had an unrequited crush on his brother sergey's fiance so he killed sergey and was shocked when the, per- the person who called him old one didn't instantly fall in love with him for that so she threw herself off uh, the battlements, I believe it was. So he and he's been morose and uh, missing her ever since. I think because this is Barovia and her soul is trapped here, she's going to come back. And I'm suspecting because Irina's the main character here. Well, no, sorry, back backstep. Yeah. Ichabod's the main character. No, not Vlad. <laughs> Ichabod's the main character here. Uh, but uh, Irina is the important npc here i assume she's going to be somehow connected we made it back to wizard's wine brewery and were attacked by some needle blights uh one very dear friend got taken out and then was uh, returned in a very unsettling ritual but now without skin and muscle and fat and feathers it's just a skeleton of a raven, which honestly, Queenie kind of pulls off. It's very good, but we'll, we'll deal with that at the start. And I'm also been told I'm delivering some wines to Valaki to Irwin, but telling him that his dad hasn't asked about him. Strong, strong emotional bond there between those two. Then there are some Vastani near Valaki that I'd like, well, I would like to check out, but not before we take Irina and Ismark off to the Abbey there to keep her safe from the devil. And I think that's everything in, uh, in Valaki at the moment. Oh, no. Uh, one of my um, pro- 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 prophecy cards. What, what, what are they called? Tarot reading cards. Mm. Uh, uh, weapon. The monk in the house of a saint. I have written here. So I'll be looking for that. Uh, I believe that's everything. Perhaps. If I've left anything out of crucial, as I'm sure Vlad will remind me gently. I think that's everything. I think the, the main thing is the last episode finished on uh, you restoring Queenie and she was a skeleton. Mm. Uh, and there's your uh, inspiration. So I gave a thumbs up. I don't know why you couldn't see it. <laughs> so there is uh, your uh, beloved Queenie flapping in front of you, not really flapping so much as rattling as she floats there in the air, moving her wings backwards and forwards in a sort of gesture towards what she used to do when she was flesh and 
flesh and blood. It doesn't seem like just her bones rattling backwards and forwards will keep her up. Yet there she is flapping them, looking at you. And uh, when she uh, opens her bony beak, she just goes, ah! her voice sounds a lot more visceral than it did before. Uh, I have some understanding of what it means to be dead and brought back you've lost weight it looks good on you um yes. I, yeah it does kind of do that to your throat doesn't it <laughs> maybe i didn't used to sound like this um i take uh, the i take the one feather that i have left from <laughs> original body and i tuck it uh, in the back of her head like up her neck <laughs> so wedge it between a couple of bones yeah yeah stefania says uh queenie says um but why, why am I like this? I'm a monster. I'm a monster. I don't know why you're standing there. I thought I asked for privacy. Oh, but sorry. also, I have an innate bond with my raven. I understood what she said. I was, I was walking past the door, she says, because I didn't realize you uh, had done this in somewhere private. <laughs> well, I meant to. I'm so, I don't know your house that well. I'm sorry if this is actually a through fair. Yeah, uh, you look over at the table and see the whole family staring at you. <laughs> I wish, I wish you hadn't all seen me eat that and throw up that bird. That's embarrassing. Stefania says, uh, sometimes when magic is cast here in Barovia, there there's some strange effects, like vomiting up, vomiting it up. Yes, yes, and uh, a, a ritual where you might like call forth a creature. Perhaps the creature will turn out in a sort of more creepy looking dead sort of way and she gestures that queen for evidence so if we can we can somehow escape barovia and i can get queenie her her body back not that that's important in any way i <laughs> love queenie for who she is queenie gives a visceral screech i'm gonna be dealing with that all night now yeah if if i could produce the noise i would make it but it's uh, it's a bit like the the noise yoshi makes in mario when mario jumps on his back oh, i thought you were going to say the noise yoshi makes when mario abandons him down a pit to survive that jump <laughs> no it doesn't make any noise then just disappears <laughs> silent judgment in her eyes when mario gets a new yoshi <laughs> this isn't like that queenie you're not a new yoshi you're my old queenie Queenie gives you a look as if to say, what's a Yoshi? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, anyway, says Stefania, um, is, so you'll be off with our wine uh, to deliver to my brother then, um, my dad said. Uh, dad said that Adrian and uh, an another of my brothers should accompany you to ensure you're safe. Do you want them with you? I will never say no to help from Adrian the Wise and his kin. I must take Irina and Ismark to the Abbey before the wine may be delivered, though, just to ensure their safety. Well, they're in, they're both going. You, it's all uh, sorry. It's all in Valaki, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. That's why I'm mentioning it. If it wasn't, we would be doing that instead of delivering a wine. Well, Valaki's a small town. Uh, the the tavern is over the road from the church, so you oh, know. handy. Uh, the Vistani right on that crossroads as well. No, they're at the other end of the town, but they're <laughs> more than. Uh, maybe 30 minutes walk through the square and along the main road. Mm. Oh, we have horses. Yes, we do have horses. And um, would you like, uh, do you have any other business here at the Wizard of the Wines before you uh, set off traveling along again? I look down at my, <laughs> my coat now covered in needle holes. Um, you couldn't do a quick patch job, could you? 
Sure. Um, do you have any needles? <laughs> I might still have a few. I pull one out of my buttocks. <laughs> she pulls one from somewhere higher up on you. <laughs> this one will do. And uh, she'll set to work to do that. Do you have any other business you'd like to do here? Like, just give you a chance to talk to anyone that you might want to talk to. You don't have to. Um, no, I think I think Vlad and Ismark and Arena are down for going to Valaki. I, I did want to take a, a short rest, so that's basically what I'm doing while she's knitting up my coat. Well, do you um, want to go in the morning? Because it's quite it's getting on for dark. Because you went. Oh, yeah. I thought we'd gone in the middle of the night and I thought it was getting on for morning. Then, yeah, no, we'll just go in the morning then. You can have a long rest. It's, it's not that far away where you went. It's a couple of hours away. But um, you can uh, have a long rest and then go in the morning. It'd be sort of late-ish morning by the time you've completed a long rest. Unless you don't want to, you can just have a short rest. Yep. And go nope, that's, that's good. Um, Ichabod would like to go and um, <laughs> sit, on a, sit on a rooftop somewhere and look off uh morosely into the distance wondering about his mysterious past and he specifically wants people to see him doing that so he looks all uh, aloof <laughs> yeah uh at one point Irina walks outside sees you on the roof and just doesn't say anything but she looks up at you it's exactly what ichabod wants she shrugs her shoulders and she walks back in uh, so as you rest sitting there on the rooftop uh and then complete your rest etc everyone's kind of ready to go in the cart Adrian's there, and uh, the younger brother, Elvir, is there as well. He's an adult, but um, he's not got as much facial hair as Adrian did, and uh, his complexion looks a lot smoother. He looks uh, very keen and enthusiastic as well. Tell me, Elvir, I like to know a bit about the people travelling with me. Tell me some small talk. <laughs> uh, uh, well, um, I like uh, ye- yellow. Yellow is my favourite drink. What about yours? I've never really thought about it before. Um, brown, I guess, would be my brown favorite drink. drink. Sounds rather gross now, said it out loud. Yeah. How is brown a drink? Well, I think the tea. Um, well, that's tea. Ale. Yeah. Well, yeah, but tea is brown. Yes, but it's called tea. Well, how is yellow a drink? And he pulls out a little bottle with a label that says yellow on it, and he takes a swig. <laughs> he offers some to you. I am never going to get used to Barovia. <laughs> would you like some? Yes, I take it. And it doesn't, it doesn't swirl like liquid would. It kind of just gloops. <laughs> Ichabod looks at it for a second and goes, changes his mind. Um, no, you know what? I'm good. Suit yourself. And uh, he climbs into the back of the carriage. Uh, but unless you want him to get into the front of the carriage. Do you want Adrian or... Actually, I guess out Adrian and Elvira probably offered to drive, actually, unless you want to have Irina or Ismark driving or you want to drive. Does Elvia look like... He would be quite nimble in a fight, or does he have a big sword like Adrian? Uh, Elvir looks like he'd be quite nimble. Um, if you, uh, is Mark and Arena again with you? If you're sort of trundling along, and if if anything untoward happens, so you can be in charge of uh, Vlad, Arena, and Ismark, and I'll just take Adrian and Elvir. Okay. Still not having learnt his lesson, Ichabod will be sitting up front mm-hmm. with Adrian. Okay. Elvia, Ichabod directs inside. Elvia, it's very important you protect Irina and uh, to a lesser extent Ismark, but make sure you keep the curtains drawn and closed, okay? What about me? Vlad, honestly, you are such a non-presence, I forgot your existence. (laughs) Should I protect? 
Should I protect Elvia? Yes. Yes, protect Elvia. He looks very uh, pleased that you charge him with this responsibility. He is the one keeping Irina safe, so it's very important that he stays safe in return. That's uh, where you come in. Uh, got it. Got it, Ichabod. You can trust me. And I will be in charge of keeping you safe. Oh, and then he pulls his collar a bit. I, I'm quite competent, <laughs> thank you, and adept. Sorry, just my, my button was tight. I, 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 I trust you fully. Get in the cart. <laughs> he does. He gets in the cart. So Zarina and his mark, unless you want to say anything to them in particular. Keep the curtains drawn. We don't know. Strad. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> the devil has eyes everywhere. Irina uh, sort of rolls her eyes when you say his name again. And then yep. you must stop saying his name. I'm and, fully aware, thank you. And if anything, uh, if anything untoward happens, if there's any dangers, you mustn't go marching off with wielding your sword or whatever it is. It was an umbrella. Thank you very much. <laughs> Which I've only just now realized I no longer have. Where's my umbrella? <laughs> you, you bought an umbrella, didn't you? Didn't you? I did, I did. You got it in your pouch or whatever. I go, oh, I just as we're walking out the door, I see it in the umbrella stands and I take it. <laughs> that's a, are you sure that's yours? <laughs> I, I look at it and just make sure it's mine, and then I draw my dagger and it carves the name Ichabod into the handle. <laughs> um, and she says, yes, don't go marching off and getting surrounded by lots of wolves and then we have to go and try and fight the wolves and then die trying to help you. I'm not the same man I once was. I'm much more competent at taking out beasts. Tell him, Adrian. Yeah, he was a lot... Uh, he hid a lot more in the fight that we had. Tactically withdrew myself from combat advantageous positions. Right you are, Mr. Summers. It's, uh, it's Neville now. Oh, oh sorry, Mr. Neville. Right. Anyway, you three... Stay inside. You four, stay inside. Keep the curtains drawn. Don't let any of the, the, don't let anybody see you in there. And whatever you do, don't say the devil's name. Okay. They, uh, they give their thumbs up. They get in. They draw the curtains. And um, yep, Adrian sits up top. I sit up top as well. And um, Martikov, um, Davian Martikov, the uh, patriarch, is there to see you off. And he says, remember what I said about my son. You must... Tell him I said nothing about him. Of course I will. Although Good. you have your sons coming with me. They could have passed the message. No, no. Yeah. They, they, Means more coming from a complete stranger, of course. They, they would try to soften the blow. Ah, you have no fear of that with me. Excellent. Then I wish you well. Thank you very much for this task. Thank uh, you very much for saving my life. And then by extension, all of Barovia, because I am the chosen one. I hope so. It would be a bit, uh, bit disappointing for you if it turned out you weren't. The amount you go on about it, and he turns around and leaves. What a colossal tool. <laughs> Off we go, Adrian. Right you are, Mr. Neville. And uh, trundle, he's trundle off as uh, Adrian thinks about going to Valaki. And uh, so you and um, first it was Rusty, then it was Ichabod. It was never Rusty. Throwing that one out there. <laughs> why, why all the name changes then? I'm just trying to find a name that suits me, you know? I've, I don't remember what my actual name was, and I keep trying them out until I find one that's like, yes, that is my name. Mm. 
Ichabod's an interesting name for you. You don't like Ichabod? Well, it's a nice enough name, but you've got a bit of a sort of Slavic look about you. I pull the uh, picture that Vlad drew of me, both of them out of my pocket and look at them. Do I? Yeah, you look a bit like a Boris or a, a, a Laszlo, something like that, I would say. Yeah. Bogdan, maybe. I, I knock on the carriage behind me. Vlad, yeah. don't open the curtain, but could you do me a favour? Could you draw, like, several pictures of me? Uh, I already did. And he stuffs a bunch of papers through the window. That's a little creepy, but I appreciate the, uh, <laughs> appreciate the can-do attitude. Oh, I've been sitting around in, in the Wizard of the Wines for so long. I've got to keep yourself busy. Excellent. Ichabod takes them and uh, just writes on them, uh, information wanted. Do you know this man? <laughs> I'll put those up when we get to Valaki. And how would they be contacted? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Contact Davian Martikoff at the Wizards of the Wine Brewery. <laughs> hey, uh, fair enough we haven't got much better to do while we can't grow wine or grow very much grapes to make our wine Ichabod pulls out his uh, his, his notebook to the to-do list page cr- moves the uh, get the stones back from Mama La Saga up the list uh, do you have anything you want to say to Adrian in particular um no, I think we had a we had a pretty good conversation there. I would like to take a second to talk to Queenie though. All right, Queenie's yep. on the border. Queenie, we um we got a little defeated the last time. This time ah. we need to practice our strengths. So I need you to circle high in the in the sky, and if you see any threats, call out and let us know. She says, ah. and she flies up into the sky. She's such a good bird. I'm glad to have her back. Yes, she's lovely. Um says adrian and um he she's um she's not really looking for that sort of thing right now adrian and she's really married to her work uh adrian uh just keeps his eyes fixed on the road <laughs> you make an insight check if you like oh i would love to oh insightful 21 nice uh his his body language is very stiff at the moment it doesn't doesn't seem to enjoy what you're insinuating i suppose um could you make a perception check for Queenie as well? I can indeed. And I've just realized I have my uh, advantage, so I'm going to use it now for Queenie. Oh! I've rolled another 19, plus her perception is 21 again. Oh, lovely. I know. Uh, you hear her uh, screech as you go. Ah! It's about 45 minutes to an hour into your journey. And, That's uh, a long screech. Yeah, she flaps back down to you, sort of, sort of more like rattles back down to you, and she points her beak up ahead. And she's like, ah! There's danger ahead, Adrian. All right. Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to pull, should we pull the cart over and see if it passes, or should we get ready, strike, whatever comes our way? Or should we set a trap? What do you think? I think we should set a trap. I like that idea. All pull right. up to the side of the road. You stand to the side. No. Elvira stands to the side and does the whole, oh, dearie me, I be a farmer. I, I, the wheels come off of my cart. Oh, dearie me, what will I do with all my wine? I don't, the, Elvira could sell it. So I'm not denying that. While that's going on, he's distracting. 
Everyone else but Irina, who will stay in the carriage with the curtains drawn, will hide in the nearby brush on the opposite side of the road, so that when things come to attack him, we all leap out and go, oosh, and get him. Right you are, says Adrian. And uh, he pulls over to the side, uh, and uh, what? so who's staying in the carriage? Irina. All right. Uh, so let's, you've got this map in front of you, so you can... Mm-hmm. Set them up. It's going to be very familiar. Lots of similar maps as road for these road encounters. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's pulled. He's pulled the carriage up to one side. Uh, everyone but Irina is coming over to the other side of the road and hiding in the brush. Is that right? Yeah. Elvia is staying by the carriage, doing the farmer's impression. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Vlad picks up a little twig with a bit of brush on it, and just holds it in front of his face. And is Adrian sticking with you in the in the brush? Is that right? Yes. Okay. So that's Adrian. We'll say yeah. So Adrian. It, so that's Adrian. That's you. That's uh, so you got Adrian, you, Ismark, and Vlad all over on this side of the road. Yes. Irina inside the carriage. Yep. Elvir outside the carriage. Yes. Okay. Right. So I'm just going to drag some people on there. So they're standing there. Uh, so you do this somewhat expediently, I presume. Um, yep. And then uh, looking down the road, you see these, um, these figures, these figures, this figure, <laughs> not these figures, this figure sort of looks humanoid, but also uh, it's got quite, quite a big head. It's, it's very silhouetted at the moment and um, seems to be quite stacked on top, but then it's sort of hopping as it moves along, but it seems to be able to hop quite proficiently. And as it comes into view, you realize it's hopping because it's just on a stick and its head is a pumpkin with a very terrifying face carved out of it and bits of straw sticking out where you'd expect its arms to be. And uh, it is now hopping toward, towards Elvir, who is like, <clears throat> Oh no, my cabbages. <laughs> but let's roll this. My goodness, he's doing it. He's really doing it. Oh, third 19. 21 again. Fantastic. Oh, sorry. Uh, you need me to actually roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. 19. That's fine. I can stick one on there. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, you're doing it now? Uh, I was going to, but you've done oh. Elvia. I, th- I figured we'd all just go on Elvia's turn. No, because you're, you're controlling your party. They'll, the, the, your friend. Oh, okay. No worries. Different time. And uh, yeah, as long as you're all in the right order, that's fine. Okay, that was some good radio, I think. Anyway, it is Vlad, not Vlad, it's your party first, whoever you want to go first. <laughs> Vlad think. goes to step four, Nick was like, oh, yeah. Before you do that, actually, sorry, could you just get a, could you do a stealth check? This will count for the whole group. I can indeed. Uh, you can have advantage because goodness. their crows fixed them. Didn't on- help. I, <laughs> I rolled a six and then a four. Is that six? Is that total? No, what, eight total. Okay. Uh, I lean sorry. over. I go, He's really doing it. He's selling it so well. All right. You're not going to get a surprise round on it. No. <laughs> but uh, as it starts approaching, it's not there yet. So you could ready some actions to, in this trap, or you could just uh, wait until it appears and go get it. Or you could go out in front of uh, Elvir, considering there's only one of these things approaching you that you can see. What do you want to do? I am going to put my hand on Adrian's shoulder and I'm going to go, not yet. Wait till it gets closer and then we'll all jump out and surprise it. 
<laughs> really loudly. I, I don't like him getting too close to my little brother, he says. Don't worry. Just a little bit closer. And then when he gets to within 10 feet of him, we all run out and go, ha ha. Oosh. All right. So have all of you ready in action to do this then? Yes. Even Vlad is uh, sitting there muttering uh, sacred flame under his breath. Is Irina doing anything? Irina, Irina is staying inside the carriage outside of view. Okay, so she's not doing anything. She's, she's ready uh, in action. If anything opens the carriage door, she's going to shoot it with an arrow. Okay. All right. Then uh, Adrian readies his action as requested. Elvir is going to say, please help me with my cabbages and my cartwheels. And then uh, it is the scarecrow's turn. It starts moving towards and gets within 10 feet of Elvir. <gasps> All of the actions take place. So do you want to go first, Adrian? Now, go, go, go. <laughs> uh, I, Adrian is going to be the protective brother and he's going to leap out first. As soon as he gets the, the pat on his shoulder and the, the go word, he's like... Adrian, no, Adrian, you do your thing. You're, you don't control Adrian anymore. <laughs> so, oh, as we oh said, sorry. You've got your three characters. You do your things and Adrian will go. Oh, okay. Then in that case, Adrian, being a very unprotected brother, will stand there as Vlad hears the go word, and then he he unleashes sacred flame from the distance. So make a dexterity saving throw, please. Uh, Thirteen. That. Oh, that's, that's, let me just check. I always forget what his uh, spellcasting modifier is. That saves. Curse you and your dexterous ball of straw. And uh, so Vlad's staying there and doing his. Sacred flame, I presume. And uh, what about... Ismark is going to race forward. He is going to uh, stab at the Scarecrow with his short sword. Mm -hmm. Uh, 15 to hit. That hits. Good, because I was already reaching for the damage die. Five points of piercing damage. Fabulous. And, uh, And then he is also very helpful and will harry this thing as a bonus action. Awesome. So, about you, I will defend my sister to my death, he says. And uh, what's um, Ichabod doing? Ichabod is going to step out of the, the, the hedge, and he's going to, Ixnay on the Istersay. <laughs> and he is going to cut, he's going to utter an incantation, and he's going to cast Ray of Sickness. Okay. He is going to look at him and go, Oompa, <laughs> And he gets a seven. To hit. Seven to hit? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so seven's a miss. Yeah, I suspected it would be. Uh, the, the act of casting the spell was made Ichabod gag a little bit. Mm. And uh, it throws off his aim. So, oh, oh no. That was, I need, to, I, I need some more practice at that one, Adrian. A- Adrian is ignoring this. Wait! I get advantage because... Uh, the help action, uh, yeah. Yeah, the help action. Come oh, on. he can't do the help action because it's not his turn. No, the yeah. other guy, uh, Ismark, did the help action. He can't do the help action because this was a reaction to. He readied an action to run out and do. The oh, action. you're right. I take it back. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, I miss. Thicker about it. You wouldn't have got that. Sorry. No worries. That's fine. Uh, and uh, Adrian's going to rush past um, and uh, is going to hit with his big old sword. He does uh, uh, seven slashing damage to it. He says, and you stay away from my brother as well. Uh, and then the scarecrow is going to complete his turn 
And I'm going to say one, two, Ichabod, three, four, Mark, five, six, Adrian. The scarecrow is going to look directly into Adrian's eyes and uh, give him a sinister glare whilst also clawing at him twice. Uh, does uh, quite a nice amount of damage. Oh, uh, just a crit hit. The 14 misses. Oh, yeah. Well, Adrian's not the same Adrian you once knew, to be fair. Oh, no. He's a NPC Adrian now, not a, not your party Adrian anymore. But still, he takes some damage from that. And uh, also, let's see how he gets on as the thing stares at him. Uh, yeah, he gives this terrifying looking glare with these red eyes, but Adrian doesn't seem put off too much by that. Uh, but he does need to see how he gets on. With... Power of brotherly love. It's like a reverse Frozen. Yeah. Uh, and all of these scritchy scratches he's getting... He doesn't like very much. He finds it very, uh, a little bit too scary, maybe. So he's going to have disadvantage to attack the thing on his next turn. Uh, but it's your party's go again. And that, I remind you, is Ichabod, Vlad, Ismark, Arena. Vlad is going to Sacred Flame again. So Dexterity saving throw as Holy Light bursts forth from Vlad's fist, but not in a Holy Fist sort of way, just in a flaming ball kind of way that gets thrown at the opponent. Ooh, so it's, it's a firebolt? No, it's Sacred Flame again. Oh, it's Vlad, sorry. Yeah, Vlad. He launches it like you would expect oh. a cricketer to launch a ball. Distracted by all of the kerfuffle uh, and all of the people attacking him, the Scarecrow does not dodge out of the way. So roll for damage. Nice. There we go. He gets uh, where's me? two points of radiant damage. The, the holy light that uh, sort of singes the scarecrow, bounces off of the uh, faces of those around it, lighting them up, um, not on fire, of course, just yeah. atmospherically. Uh, and anything else from Vlad? Uh, he ducks down back in the bushes. Right. Ichabod, Ismark, or Arena? Ichabod is going to launch himself and climb up the carriage while he's stood up there with now with the bird's eye view, sorry, raven's eye view. Mm-hmm. He's going to direct the horses over the scarecrow. <laughs> okay. Uh, going to think really hard about driving directly over the scarecrow. Nice. Uh, okay. So the horses do... Uh, well, could you make an animal handling check, I think, in this sort of tight space manoeuvre without getting Elvir and without getting anyone else? Yeah, I suspected that would be the case. Um, <clears throat> in true fas- uh, hero fashion, I just look at them and go, move, get out of the way, move. Oh, cock dice. Oh, very nice again. Animals just love this guy. Uh, Dirty 20. Lovely. Yeah, you managed to steer the horses around all of your allies and just across the scarecrow's path. And uh, it will take uh, 10 bludgeoning damage from the tramplings of the horse's hooves. Nice. And it falls prone. Um, Yeah, and just passed it over here. Nice. Ichabod just turns and shouts back, You fool, you've fallen for the classic gambit. There was nothing wrong with the wheels at all. <laughs> Elvir just sold it. <laughs> Classically trained. What, is Mark, what would Ismark do as he also says, bloody hell, that was a bit close. <laughs> uh, he's going to... Uh, be careful, my sister's in there. And while this thing is prone, he's going to take a stab at it with his uh, long sword, his short sword. Ooh, possibly not, possibly not. Uh, that was a... Uh, 14 to hit. 
Yep. Was that with advantage? No, it wasn't. You're right. Sorry. It was 14 to hit. Yeah. 14. Yeah, that hits. Six points of piercing damage. Lovely. Anything else? Uh, no. Now it's Adrian's go, I believe. Unless Arena's going to do anything. Uh, you know what? Yes. She's going to stick her head out with her longbow and she's going to take a pot shot. She, she's going to completely disregard <clears throat> Ichabod's orders and be like, I'm a strong, confident woman who can take care of myself. I'm not, I'm not just going to hide in the carriage. Well done and, for making that sound patronizing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's how I roll. Uh, also, you got a five to hit. Uh, that's a miss. It would be disadvantage anyway because the scarecrow is prone. I can roll again if you like. No, uh, no. That was better. So five to hit. <clears throat> Lovely. Everyone just turns, look at her, and then she looks back uncomfortably and then just slowly leans back inside the carriage and shuts the door. <laughs> All right. Then uh, Adrian's going to go about his business. going to slash at the or stab at the scarecrow on the ground mm-hmm. and uh, hits. Uh, and finishes off the scarecrow. It, the red eyes of the scarecrow go out. And um, even that was a straight roll for Adrian because he was a little bit scared, but uh, still uh, more than good enough. And as you're sort of steering the cart off, Elvira, Adrian, everyone sort of jumps back on uh, as it's sort of moving away and climbs back into their positions. And uh, Adrian says, well, we dealt with that pretty swiftly. That was nice. Well, it was nice that we weren't outnumbered for once. Yeah, they were the ones that were outnumbered. Do you often get lawn furniture attacking you in this, in Barovia? Uh, no, but I think the same magic that brings the blights to life can be used to bring these scarecrows to life. Is this a stone thing again? Is that what you're telling me? Um, probably. Oh my goodness. But, uh, it also might have something to do with that. And he points up at the sky, and you see in the sky gliding across this, uh, the sil- you think it's a silhouette of, uh, figure but then you realize that the creature is just jet black and it's got these um glowing this glowing flaming mane coming off of it and you realize it looks like a horse completely black horse with uh like bright red yellow fiery literally fiery hair flickering and a fiery tail as well does it look a lot like the toy that i saw in the wizards of the wine brewery bedroom does yeah Uh, winery sorry not brewery do you, know what the, do you remember what the toy was referred to as? or was referred to as a nightmare. Mm. And then sitting atop this nightmare is a, a, a shadowy figure with a red cape. And, um, you, but you can't really see him too much. But you do see... Uh, can you make a perception check? Uh, 11. Uh, with the sort of fire flick- flickering and lighting up his face, you do see a sort of monstrous-looking uh, expression on his face with these furrowed, uh, furrowed eyebrows. But then the, uh, the, sh- the nightmare zips away off into the distance and Arena pokes her head through and says, I told you, you should stop saying his name out loud. You was that him- who I think it was? It could have been. I don't, uh, I, th- I don't know anyone else that flies around the sky riding a nightmarish horse. I, I was trying to think of a joke, but honestly, I'm far too terrified. Well, we, perhaps you'll stop saying his name and drawing, <laughs> drawing, her, drawing his attention didn't say it for at least an hour well it t- probably takes him a while to get there when he hears it you know what i didn't even consider that yeah i don't think he just appears i mean he's very powerful but i'm not sure he can teleport let's and- not chance it eh? let's not chance it and say we we, we just won't say it lad says who are you talking about Straw. <laughs> no <laughs> nearly <laughs> uh, would you like to ask or say anything else 
um no i'm good thank you i would like to pull out uh, some kind of snack that i stole from the kitchen at wizard of the wine brewery and offer it to queenie for a good job uh, uh so what sort of snack do you think this would be i was thinking dried mealworm but then i was like i have no idea why they would have that at the wizards of wine brewery so it's probably a bit of some hops or some grain i mean they are all raisins. no wait hops and grain is beer again it's not a brewery it's a winery i've stolen them some raisins that's it i've stolen raisins for her they can all turn into ravens so they probably like some things that queenie might like oh there you go that's a good that's a good shout <laughs> No one was looking. He went up in the cupboard, the larder, and saw a jar marked Davian Special Stash. Do not touch. There's some hobnobs in there. <laughs> just, just in Ichabod's pocket. The entire jar. So for uh, non-British listeners, hobnobs are biscuits made with uh, they're just oat biscuits, basically. Quite nice. Not specifically a raven snack, but a uh, nice and uh, Adrian said, why have you got my dad's biscuits? Doesn't anyone have those biscuits? This is, uh, this is an uncomfortable conversation, but he wasn't looking, and I wanted them. Uh, Lads pops his head for us. Yeah, he does that. And, uh, I Adrian, think I might have a disease. <laughs> Adrian uh, looks at you very sternly, and then he said, can I have one? Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. It's fun, isn't it? Well, I've never had one before. Dad keeps them to himself. I mean, you want something, and it's there, and then you take it. And then, uh, well, yeah, that that that's sort of how uh, the devil acts, I think, in the land. But yeah. Oh, now you, now you've made me feel bad. <laughs> I still have one of those bits. <laughs> you've taken them now. I'm not sure anyone should have any. I think maybe we should just return them. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's sharing with Kerry. <laughs> Davian never shared these. About time I got to try one of his biscuits. And he just reaches for it. Unless you try and stop him, he's going to take one. No, no, I'll, I'll let him have one. I'm not. In fact, I grab, I grab one out and then I offer it to him. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, as he's reaching for it, he suddenly looks a bit sheepish when you're offering one and he takes it gratefully. Unless you're planning on like feeding it to him or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was not planning to feed Adrian. <laughs> yeah, he takes it, eats it. He's very, very satisfied. He's like, mm, it's better than I thought it would taste. Mm, I can see why these are a secret stash. <laughs> Off in the distance, you can hear, where is it? <laughs> my biscuits. Where's my hobnobs? <laughs> so uh, you reach a uh, weather-worn signpost next to the road. Three arms of the sign point along the three branches of the road. The arm pointing north reads Kresk. Uh, through the woods, you can see an arching stone bridge spanning a river. The arm pointing east reads Valaki. Uh, and the, um, the arm pointing southwest reads Wizard of the Wines. So um, Adrian, well, say the carriage takes the east road and uh, continues along for some of the way. I honestly thought that um, the devil would be very upset that we stole his carriage, but here we are eating hobnobs on a stolen carriage. This is this is the devil's carriage. Yes, indeed. Well, how how did you manage to steal this? Did you break into the castle? Ah, no. He left it unatt. I'm not much of. A, I, I will admit I am not much of the greatest thief in the whole of Barovia, but I'm I'm fairly good. 
I mean, in fact, I'd say pretty good. You know what? I am the best thief in Barovia, I've decided. He'd left it unattended, and I took it. I saw my moment. you got to take your moment when you can, Adrian. Yeah. It's just I don't, like, it, it's, he's riding around in the sky on fiery horses. I don't know how often it's carriage. No, wait, exactly. I mean, he's not even using it. It was fair game. Well, yes, probably why. It's something funny about it. Is all. Are you sure it's the devils? I pull out the invitation again and check and it definitely says uh the devil at the bottom doesn't it it doesn't say the devil it says the name yeah 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 no i i wasn't gonna say the name (laughs) but you knew what i meant Mm. fairly certain all right uh and the road comes to a cross intersection with branches to the northwest northeast southwest and southeast the lower half of a snapped wooden signpost thrusts upward at an angle near the eastern elbow of the intersection the top half of the sign features arms pointing in four directions, lies in the weeds nearby. Um, if you want to sort of stop and check it out, you can, but the carriage is just going to keep on going. No, I'm fairly certain if we just think, Valaki, we don't actually need to know the direction the horses will just go. Speaking of, did we feed the horses at any point during these, the last week that I was unconscious? Uh, well, yeah, we, we put out some hay for them, but they, it was untouched. Oh, I poke the horse to make sure it's real. Feels real. Feels solid. You recall it having some discomfort when it trod in a bear trap that time. That's also true. I do recall that. Thank you for helping me recall these things. No worries. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I think it's a bit weird. So I'm going to call this one Jose and this one Jose B. <laughs> uh, Adrian's like, oh, that is weird. Jose. Is it not much of a, a horse name? It's not, I mean, I don't know anyone called Jose. I'm not, once again, I'm not really up on uh, the naming conventions. Should we call them Boris? And what was the other name you said earlier? Uh, Bogdan. Uh, there are some other names that I've forgotten now. Boris and Bogdan? Are they uh, better for horses? Laszlo, I said. Uh, Laszlo? Yeah. yeah, you could call, call him Boris and Laszlo, or Boris and Bogdan, or Bogdan and Laszlo. I like, I like Boris and Laszlo. I think they're good horse names. You like that, Boris and Laszlo? <laughs> There's no uh, discernible response. They keep trotting along. Um, you also notice, uh, recalling the time when you were attacked by the Blights, mm-hmm. you were in the carriage, the Blights were attacking the carriage, and as you're sort of looking around, you notice the scratch marks and the prickles that landed in the carriage are all gone, and there's no visible sign of damage. There definitely was a, some scratch marks at the time. Hmm. Just um, uh, trying not to let Adrian see him doing it. Ichabod unsheathes his his little hip dagger and uh, reaches around the side of the carriage and with a cough, just scratches like a a big gouge, well, big as he can, out of the side of the the carriage, just underneath where he's sitting. Sure, can you make a stealth check? Oh, not bad, not bad. Uh, My stealth is plus two, so that's a 16. Awesome uh yeah so yeah, you make a scratch in it okay now thinking to myself i'm like i must remember to come back and check that later <laughs> no one seems to notice you make a scratch in it and um, when you're finished adrian sort of gives you a funny look because he saw you sort of shuffling around he doesn't know what you've been doing i just i i, I <clears throat> <clears throat> covered it with a cough and then you uh adrian said you're all right got a bit of uh the asthmas yeah you know it's um the d- the dead vapors your lungs stop working properly, so occasionally you have to just uh-huh. 
them back into function. Oh, is your friend, did your friend Vlad, has he uh, returned as well? I don't think so. I don't think he's... Vlad, have you died before? Uh, not that I remember. No, see, it's only the chosen one gets to do that. No, because uh, he's, he's been coughing a lot since he's been staying with us. And you recall him coughing quite a bit uh, before, and hence his nickname, Vlad. Oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> we keep forgetting that. It's funny. <laughs> um, but uh says, oh, anyway, I think that's it. That's all he says. Glenn, yep. anything else you want to talk about? Nope, end scene. All oh, right. I send Queenie back up to scout again. Cool. The old Spalic road meanders into a valley watched over by dark brooding mountains to the north and the south. In fact, I take I take that back. Uh, I, I I go to send Queenie up there. I'm like, wait a minute, the devil's flying around here. I don't want Queenie to be up there with him. Stay here, Queenie. Uh, Queenie's like, ah! and then that's a good girl. The woods recede, re- revealing a sullen mountain berg surrounded by a wooden palisade. A thick fog presses up against this wall, as though looking for a way inside, hoping to catch the town of slumber. Dirt Road ends at a set of sturdy iron gates with a pair of shadowy figures standing behind them. Planted in the ground and flanking the road outside the gates are a half dozen pikes with wolves' heads impaled on them. I like this place already. Uh, Irina and Ismark uh, step out and uh, Irina's like, ooh, I like this place already. Listen, I I want to apologize for trying to keep you out of the fight earlier. Uh, We would have been done a lot quicker had I let, let you... Uh, participate, and I'm I'm sorry. I was a bit. I was I was overprotective. You can take care of yourself. Uh, well, thank you for saying that. But um, actions speak louder than words. And uh, also, I went along with the plan because, well, Ismark and I believe in you. And although I found it quite patronising, thought we we think that you're going to do great things for Barovia. Well, of course, I am the chosen one. Of course. The one destined to defeat the devil at his own game. But perhaps one needs to learn that uh, no man is an island. And there no, are... of course not. That'd be stupid. A man is a man. An island is an island. It's a metaphor that I don't fully understand myself. But I think it's about uh, you, you, you are destined to do great things, but perhaps you will not be doing them entirely on your own. You must use what... Uh, Whoever it is that you believe in, use whatever gifts and help and assistance they send your way, whether that's in the form of special items, trinkets, spoons, or even companions. We're all here for the same purpose, ultimately. You'll have to start calling you Irina the Wise, because you are speaking truth right now. Mm. And I'm full of wise cracks. That too. Ismark says, look. Now we're at Falaki, we can get her to the church. Just, let's get straight in, and then Irina will be safe. And Irina's like, oh, yes, I'm going to stay at the church for the rest of my days. What a great existence. And then they move towards the gates. And as, uh, would you like to do anything else before you go up to the gates? Uh, yes, I'd say to Irina, uh, would you like to visit the pub one last time before you send inside the church? One last time. <laughs> yes, I, I, well, I'll... until I defeat the devil. Sure. One last time. I can tell you how great I am. My but... metaphors are so good, they should be called meta-fives. But your understanding of metaphors are more like meta-twos. <gasps> well played. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Elvira and Adrian are uh, uh, taking the the, um, the the barrel of wine off the cart and stuff, and um, they're seeing to the they're just leaving the horses in the stables nearby. Um, and when you go up to the gates, there are two guardsmen, uh, two town guards, uh, just standing at turrets, looking down at you next to the gates. The gates are currently closed, and um, they look down at you and they say, "Hello, welcome to Valaki." The happiest town in Barovia. What do you do? I reach into my pocket very slowly, full eye contact with one of the guys. I don't break it ever. And I pull out a piece of paper and I show him the, Have you, do you recognize this man picture? <laughs> Thoughts? Yeah, it looks like you. But you don't know who this is. It's you. I see. Tell me a joke, f- happy man. <laughs> Jokes? Well, have you heard the one about uh the the one about the chicken yes all right then have you <laughs> heard the one about the wolf no tell me that one why did the wolf cross the road i don't know why did the wolf cross the road to eat the dead chicken he slaps his leg and he laughs you did honestly delivery could use some work you were a little wooden and you you seem to be here to deliver some wine but you're talking my ear off i i, I assumed you'd need some kind of passport or something to let me in but if you're just gonna let me in that'd be great i'm here to deliver some wine oh are you here to deliver some wine thank you for I'm, telling me why you're here i <laughs> i'm i'm here to deliver some wine yes <laughs> i only asked you a moment ago well still welcome to Valaki, the happiest town in barovia and he sort of swings his hands around in the in the rhythm of how he says happiest town in barovia and then says Looks like we've got a wine delivery. That will certainly help the happiness. Mm. And uh, he nods to his partner who starts pulling the gate up. Says, you know where the tavern is? Just up the road, next to, uh, opposite the church. You can't miss it. One of the first buildings you come along or come across. Excellent. I was actually going to say, no, I don't know where the tavern is, but you, you filled in the blank without me. And uh, Ismark's like, uh, not that I'm complaining, but I wonder why they've got so many... Uh, wolves heads on spikes you're right uh, i'll find out guard yes what's a composer's favorite fruit uh is it an a kumquat it's a banana <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one Cause... tell me why do you have so many wolves heads on spikes oh we just finished our festival oh well mr festival what was it about well, then he gestures at the wolves' heads on spikes. Wolves' heads on spikes day? Well, sort of. It was uh, very... Uh, we have a lot of festivals here. Uh, we're about to have a festival of the blazing sun. We've just just finished the wolves' head jamboree. That was just less than a week ago. Oh. Oh, what happy scenes it was when we were forced to... I mean, when we were asked to march through the town with a pike each, with a wolf's head on it. Uh, and then we came and we set them up outside the gates and then went home. Yeah, sounds like a real riot. Um, what's, tell me of the Festival of the Blazing Sun. What, what's that involved? Oh, it'll be held in the town square in three days. It's a bit of a surprise. Our burgomaster, Baron Vargas Balakovich, likes to, uh, like to surprise us and keep us on our toes in exchange for our uh, enduring happiness. Okay. Well, you certainly sound happy. Oh, good. Thank you. That's what I'm going for. Uh, 
have a have a happy day. I find it impossible not to because I'm surrounded by myself all day. Uh, so uh, as you head up this road, you can see the church very clear, clear to see. There's a spire up there. It's uh, sort of mid afternoon, so it's lighter than it's, it's quite light still, although the fogs keep things all some, somewhat grey. And then opposite, you see the tavern as well. So where are you heading first? Heading to Irwin in the tavern. I, I, I owe Arena a drink before we take her to the church. Okay, so you head straight to the tavern. Uh, Grey smoke issues from the chimney of this large two-story wooden building with a stone foundation and sagging tile roof, uh, upon which several ravens have perched. A painted wooden sign hanging above the main entrance depicts a blue waterfall. He says, well, this is my my brother's tavern, says Adrian. And Erwin's like, yeah, this is Erwin's place. And they both carry it in, uh, carry in the, uh, the barrels. Uh, as you walk in, you see them sort of greeting a uh, greeting a man who uh, is he's got black hair. He, he looks a bit older, sort of um, maybe mid to late forties in the standard human years. Uh, he's got quite a lot of grey. He's, he's sort of really carefully, not carefully arranged, but very specifically positioned grey in his beard. So it's mainly black, but he's got like a streak of grey down the middle. And then it sort of fans out and up into this wing sort of shape. He's also got some shocks of grey hair and his uh, sort of he's sort of got curtains, I guess, uh, black curtains as well. Uh, but yeah, he greets them with that predator handshake. Uh, they seem to greet each other very warmly. And uh, some of the ravens that are in the rafters flock down and perk on their shoulders and stuff as they're greeting each other. Um, you also see in the tavern uh, a couple of men uh, who one of which has a big, thick beard and a bald head uh, and uh, looks like a friend of ours. <laughs> and uh, another one, he, he's got a moustache and a bit of a soul patch sort of beard and some stubble and uh, long hair, sort of a strider type, but with more facial hair. Okay. Sitting with each other. They look very serious. Uh, and you notice that they're covered in uh, fur clothing as well. Uh, do you see anyone else? Uh, I assume I see Irina is, Mark, and Vlad. Uh, they come in with you, of course. You also see um, uh, a couple of uh, a couple of nobles. They, you assume they're nobles. They've got very fancy clothes, and like their clothes are made from uh, purple fabric and purples and reds and stuff like that. Um, and they seem to be quite tipsy, sort of stumbling around the place, uh, spilling their drinks, etc. My goodness, there's a wine shortage, and it's spilling it everywhere. How uncouth! Um, one says. There's not a shortage anymore. And he swings his, swings his drink around. He's drinking ale anyway, but he seems to be very pleased to see that you've turned up with some wine. Um, but uh, as you approach, uh, are you going to go, who are you going to go and talk to first? Are you going to go and talk to Erwin, uh, or who you assume is Erwin? I'm going, is Erwin wearing the, the one with the, the, the curtains, the beard and the uh, apron? Yeah, no apron, but yeah. No apron? What's he wearing? He's wearing quite fancy clothes as well. He's got some like, sort of pinkish purplish jacket with some green uh teal lining and some teal gloves uh, does looks- adrian not what does adrian does erwin look to be about ichabod's size uh similar yeah i march over there <laughs> erwin uh, says ah yes thank you for delivering the wine i hear you've been uh you i hear through my friends that you are chosen by the raven he says very quietly yes good to know you're still keeping up with the family business 
Speaking of the family, I have a message from your father. Oh, oh, my father said something about me. He's got a message from me. And he, his eyes, his face lights up a little bit. Yes, he said you should get your Sunday best and give it to the Chosen. <laughs> so, um, well, that's... that's I'm not going to listen to what my father says. He's not spoken to me for so long. Why would I he also said, he also said that he has nothing to say to you. <laughs> and he also said, <laughs> and I take out of my pocket, I pull out the hobnob jar and I go, I open it up and offer him one. Uh, he looks at you very surprised. And then he looks at Adrian as well. And Adrian looks at you in a bit of surprise. <laughs> one of the hobnobs. He says, this it's a confusing series of messages to receive from my father. <laughs> First, he gives me an order. Then he says, then he has nothing to say to me at all. And then this gesture can only mean that he wants to reconcile our differences. And he starts eating the biscuit. He would never share this with me uh, unless he was very serious. He's never shared these with anyone. He looks at Adrian. <laughs> and Adrian, <laughs> guilty. And I think it would be a, I think it would be a gesture of good faith if you were to honour his, honour his request. <laughs> Make up a spacing check. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, persuasion twenty-one again. My lucky number. <laughs> Just okay. Uh, yes, I, I see your point. Perhaps this will. Uh, I mean, why does he want me to give you my clothes? He just feels that the chosen one would be more comfortable not looking like a bedraggled hobo with needle holes and wolf bite marks and etc. in his clothes. <laughs> Adrian, so, uh, as soon as you put, as soon as you change your clothes and get out there again, they're just going to get ruined again. I've seen you fight. I will do better at letting my defenders take the damage this time, Adrian. I think you want to focus on defeating your enemies rather than how you look if you are the chosen one. I can do... The, I chosen one can do two things. <laughs> um, I'm going to defeat the devil and I'm going to look good doing it. Well, Owen said, well, you, if you are in fact the chosen one, I, 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 anything for the chosen one. And since you've also been sent here to uh, reconcile my father and I, I can only... I can only think that um, you are indeed a special man. But uh, I'm currently wearing my Sunday best, so if, if you don't mind, if I'll, I, I'll keep them on for now. I'll wait. <laughs> um, would, would you like a drink in the meantime? I'm not actually that thirsty, thanks. Uh, do you want to get drinks for Irina and Ismark? I, we... get, I, drink, I get drinks for Irina and Ismark, yes. My friends, though, they, uh, they have a, a thirst... Only the wizards of the winery wine can uh, resolve. Well, uh, we don't have any of the good stuff, unfortunately, but we do have some purple grape mash, and uh, you've just delivered us some of the, uh, the red dragon crush, which is slightly better. Which, which would you like? Ismark, you are the connoisseur of the group when it comes to wine. Any preference? Uh, he saunters over as well. If it's on, if it's on Ichabod, uh, let's have that red dragon crush. Two of the Red Dragon Crush, please. Um, <clears throat> and he said, ah, splendid. And that will be uh, five silver pieces. And he pours them out. I reach into my, my money pouch and I pull out all the copper that I received at the last shop. <laughs> and I give him ten copper pieces. Is, <laughs> is that right? 
That's one oh, story. That's one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I give him. I well, <laughs> I can't. Oh, I can't make change. And start, I, I give him start. my one gold piece left and get more change. I mean, if you start counting out copper pieces, he'll say, "You know what? Uh, these, these first couple of drinks are, are on me. This is for the chosen of the chosen of the raven." Excellent. Thank you. I, uh, I knew the Marchkov family uh, were were my my special protectorate for a reason. <laughs> and um, if you see next time you see my father, you tell him that I said apology accepted, and I'll be back for the family feast in two weeks. Well, absolutely. I'm sure he'll be thrilled. <laughs> I lean into Adrian. I probably won't be there, so let me know how that goes. <laughs> he says, "I can't believe my my dad extended this." Uh, hand of forgiveness to Irwin. You, and you know that's not what happened. You, you know I stole it. Well, oh yeah, I know that. But uh, oh uh, yes. So so what? And he's, he looks a bit puzzled, and he walks off. Um, do you want to talk to any of these other people in the in the place? Yes, I walk over to the the uh, the two hunters. I assume trappists with the pelts on. Yeah, they look at you very sternly. Yeah, they nod at you though. I go, hail, hail. Tell me, you uh, seem to world weary, world wise men. As they look at you, can you make an insight check? Oh, natural 20. Oh, lovely. 20 plus what? Uh, two, I believe. A lot of my stats are plus two. Uh, they yes. have been looking at you since you walked in. And um, now that you're here and now that you've come over, you say, yes, my friend, says the bearded, baldy one. He says, Yes, we are indeed very uh, world-weary. We are wolf hunters. This is, I am Zolda, and this is my brother, Evgeny. Tell me, in your travels, have you seen this man? And I pull out a picture of myself. says, yes, he stands in front of me. I mean at another time. It's hard to say. He looks very familiar, as do you. Well, if you remember anything, please do let me know. Uh, he nods uh, sort of solemnly at you, or whatever, just nods at you. He says, if, uh, if it is wolves you want to be hunting, you come find us. Absolutely. I mean, I, honestly, I'd probably steer clear of wolves. Um, no, no reason, but uh, yeah, I just I haven't seen any. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't know what to do if I did see them. So. Well, you best prepare yourself for that eventuality. If you are in Barovia, you will meet some wolves at some point. And how you handle yourself can determine uh, whether you live or die. Oh, I believe that. Anyway, thanks for your time. Um, is Erwin uh, still there? Has he gone to change? Erwin's uh, uh, still there at the bar. He seems to be continuing to do his job. Oh, well, <laughs> put his own needs first. Typical Martikoff. So I don't know if you want to head over to the uh, church. I, I would like to just ask Erwin a couple of quick questions before I go. Okay. Erwin uh, nods at you as you approach. He says, ah, the, the chosen one is back. Erwin. Yes. Tell me of the night the stone was taken. Uh, he, uh, he looks very grave and uh, he looks down as well and shadows sort of in uh, seemed to engulf space a bit. He seems a bit ashamed of the situation. My greatest shame when I let down my family that night. What is it that you would like to know? Did you see anything that can give me a clue? I uh, 
One of my many tasks to do is to return the stones to your family. I see. I was supposed to be uh, watching the winery, but while I was spending time with my betrothed, um, we got a bit distracted, and uh, Adrian giggles, and uh, while we were distracted, um, the, the stone was taken. I saw uh, several people with some blights uh, going off into the woods, with the, and the stone was already gone, and I just didn't feel that I could... I think it was too late for me to do anything about it. And was this the first stone that was taken, or the second stone? This was the second stone. Yes, yes. That my father was so furious with. And then um, you hear a woman's voice saying, well, it's about time he forgave you, I think. And uh, stepping out of the shadows in, in, of this, um, this doorway, the shadowy doorway just behind it leads into the back room, is uh, another woman with also like black hair and um, grey streaks in her hair. And she's got some black feathers, like keeping her hair tied together, swearing some like quite fancy bodice it's uh, sort of dark green with some black uh, piping and uh, she looks very stern faced there are also these two kids also very fancy dressed with some um, uh, similar clothing to their parents running around the place well you've uh, you uh, have made the best of a bad situation that's to your credit Ament- commendable well yes we uh, we we are still keepers of the feather so we are still uh, on the side of the raven queen but uh, Unfortunately, uh, my father does not or has not been recognizing me recently. So uh, it's brought me great joy that he has uh, made this gesture. I look forward to re, uh, meeting up with him again soon. Yes, I'm sure when you reunite, you will see the utter surprise on his face. Yes, probably. Uh, Ichabod pulls out the, his notebook and uh, moves get the stone back a little bit higher up on the to-do list yes now we must be off uh how was the how's the wine irina uh yes it was it was delicious um i'm ready to uh give up my entire life now thank you you want to tell a story first before you go no not really she walks out the door gotta love a woman who knows what she wants let's go also follows her out the door and uh she's seems to be marching very determinedly over to the church and his marks following her. A slouching, centuries-old stone church with a bulging steeple in the back and walls lined with cracks and stained glass windows depicting pious saints. A fence of wrought iron encloses a garden of gravestones next to the church. A thin mist creeps among the graves. And um, when you get inside, uh, you see there's a few commoners here just sitting in the pews and, sort of, and a few more just standing around. And you also see a priest at the back talking to some of the commoners and talking to some other people uh, around the place. You see a boy as well who um, seems to be um, like sweeping up and uh, looks like a commoner. He's got some quite simple, basic clothing, uh, quite brawny. And then there's a much uh, smaller, uh, I don't know, not much smaller boy, just this boy, um, seems to be sweeping up around the place and tidying up and doing chores and stuff like that. And as you enter, the priest uh, approaches you and says, Greetings, welcome to St. Andrew's Church. You are safe here from the perils of Barovia. Come in, come in. He makes a big show of it. Greetings, priest. I am Ichabod. The reason for my journey here are twofold. One, my friend and ally 
requires sanctuary. Oh, who is that? My, this, this woman here, Irina. Irina is standing there looking quite sulky. So, oh, oh dear, I see. And uh, what is the second reason? I come seeking the sun sword in the house of a saint. Uh, everyone stops and then looks at you like you just walked into a village pub and all, there wasn't any music, but you feel like the music just screeched to a halt. Just, oh, my, well, yes, I can certainly assist you. Come with me and I'll show you to, the, to, to what you seek. Um, just excuse me a moment, everyone. And he, he sort of pulls you along. Ichabod has no inclination of any kind of, if this is a trap or if this guy's lying, all he knows is he's walked into a place, he wants something, he's announced it, and now he's getting it. He, he takes you to the altar, and the altar around his side of the altar, and there's some, like, a little compartment in there. It's like he turns some dials and, and pulls out this drawer, and you see this hilt um, that looks very ornate. He says, well, if uh, you, you are, in fact, here for the sun sword, you are, I suspect you might be trying your hand at, uh, I, I, was, I was told to expect you by the morning, in fact, but I, there's a problem. Oh, what's the, is it the fact the sword's gone? You've, you've got the handle, but you've not got the blade. I mean, I'm no expert at these things. That's kind of the crucial bit of the sword. Well, the, the, the blade, legend has it, will be made of fire when, when a worthy person wields it. And I, I look and he picks it up and he like stabs at you in your direction. Look, no blade. Whoa. <laughs> Easy. If someone were worthy, the fiery blade of sunlight would appear and he, he uh, puts it down. Um, and also, I believe you need to attune to it. The, the problem <laughs> my friend, is, <laughs> uh, that the church isn't safe more. The bones of St. Andrew were stolen. We're going to stop there. Well, crud. <laughs> Bugger. That will be a cliffhanger. I feel like this, this may have run a little bit long, but we shall I, see. That was, I enjoyed it. I had no inclination to stop. I, I want to carry on. I want to find out what's happened. Yeah. This is bad news bears. It is, certainly is. Did, did you use your inspiration for the, for the bad word? Uh, right at the very start, I used it for Queenie. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Ah, give me some. I don't know if I said it again. Maybe I, I definitely said it again. Yeah, but I'll probably hear it when I listen back. Anyway, what a pleasure. Hope you enjoyed it and hope you enjoyed listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. You Bye. guys go out there and you have your own adventures. That was a terrible yeah. sign off. I'll think about it. And I'll come up with a better one. Bye. Stay at home and only listen to our adventures. Bye. <laughs>
Thank you.